1: Well, we'll just have to make this all not worthwhile for Mr. Runyon. What have you got on the distinguished gentleman from Illinois? Some pretty good stuff, actually. Um, SEC investigation, 1985. You got stocks? I want something embarrassing! Something sexual! Little boys, midgets, that sort of thing. Cows, I don't give a damn! Come on, Kermit.
2: If we do that, we're no better than he is.
1: We are no better than he is.
3: Looking through you
4: This is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. I opened up with that scene from the movie The Contender. You know what uh we are no better than they are. You know what that that has come to light. That has come to light in the last couple of days about how how evil our our uh, political our political establishment is and how and how you know how for so many years you know we saw we saw movies about political corruption. We heard stories about political corruption. We read the history books about how corrupt things were in other countries in the, in the Roman empire and everything that was going on. We read about it in the Bible and we all thought, well, not in America. America is not like that. Nothing could happen like that in America. And then things started to show up, uh, starting with COVID and, the things that the things that we thought couldn't happen in our country in our society we never thought this could happen we wouldn't dream that our that our uh, that our our elections weren't 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 fair we wouldn't never we would never dream that you know hey the people's choice is is the people's choice we would never dream that our that our uh, that our tax money goes into a big into a big pool and the and the uh, uh politicians, the congress people, the senators, the president, uh the local government spends all their time trying to write bills to spend money and direct this money to places that will kick it back to them. We never would have dreamed that could be true not in America. No, we have laws. We have laws and people will get busted for this and it just couldn't happen here. Well, we find out that's not the case. And I use that song. I'm looking through you by the Beatles from the rubber soul album. And I say, you know, that's my song to America. You know, I'm looking through you. Where did you go? I thought I knew you. What did, did I know, you know, uh, you don't sound different, but you have changed. We still hear the same. We still hear the same um, speeches from the from the the can't from the candidates. We still hear the same things regurgitated over and over. Hey, we're going to make America do this. We're going to make America do that, and we want everybody to have their rights and we want everybody to be free. But that's not what happens. I heard uh, today that there's a congressman in California, a wiener, uh, that wants uh, that wants to make a law so they can they can um, they can control our cars. And I'm not sure if this is electronic electric vehicles or they're going to do it. Through the electronic chips and outlawed cars. He wants to pass a bill so that we can go, so that we can't go over 10 miles over the posted speed limit at any given time. That's to save people from accidents, from fatal accidents. You think that, you think you can do that? That'll, that'll just, that'll just be more lawsuits. That'll just be more lawsuits about, uh, from people, uh, hey, here's a guy, here's a guy who's, uh, who's, Driving his wife to the hospital or one of his kids that had an accident, that had an accident that needs to be to the hospital fast, but his car won't go over 45 miles an hour because the 35 mile an hour speed limit, whether there's traffic or not in the, you know, well, you know, you have to call the ambulance. Hey, when seconds count, they'll be there in a few minutes. Or how, how many times have any of you used your, used your accelerator pedal to get out of the way of an accident? We won't have that, won't have that ability if that goes through. They're slowly, one by one, taking away our freedoms. And they're taking away our freedoms and we're seeing how corrupt. And it brought it to light, brought it to light in what we learned in the last two days. An alleged bribery scandal was broken wide open. Senate candidate Carrie Lake of Arizona, uh, Carrie Lake, who ran for governor of, of Arizona in 2020 and got beat even though most everybody voted for her. Um, and somehow she lost that. But she was bribed by her state's Republican chair not to run for another two years. And there's a recording to prove it. The recording captures a conversation between Lake and Arizona Republican Party chair Jeff DeWitt, wherein DeWitt tells Lake that back east, also known as the D.C. Republican establishment. Well, let's say the back east political establishment, because I don't know. Why the Republicans, I say, why wouldn't the Republicans want Carrie Lake to run for Senate in Arizona? I think somebody with a lot of money wants her to not run, and maybe DeWitt, maybe DeWitt is, uh, can be bought. And he passes this stuff on like it's in the best interest of our party or in the best interest of our country. So he wants her to take a cushy, no-show corporate job in exchange for not running against Kirsten Cinema for Senate for another two years course, Kirsten Cinema won't be up for re-election two years later. It's the Senate or have six-year six-year uh, uh, terms. After the tape was released Wednesday, DeWitt resigned. Let's hear it.
5: This is that East. They, there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is
0: in a big way. So... This conversation we no.
6: never had. this is crazy though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt.
0: Well, maybe you're right.
6: So what do they want? What do they want me to do?
0: You, you want, want to me? stay opportunist. But,
1: let <laughs> well, me tell you what I can uh-huh. offer you. The ask I got today from Back East was this is hesitant for us.
5: It must be is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her,
1: to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to
6: do. I'm not willing to accept that. Then I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people's ass. And go back and tell them that. I'm running, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their ass. And
1: I'm willing to tell them that.
6: And they're going to have to kill me. To stop me.
1: Is there a number at which? I can be
6: bought. I can be bought. <laughs> what it's about you can take a pause for a couple years no then write back to what <laughs> no 10 million 20 million 30, no 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 a billion no this is not about money this is about our country
1: i actually wish you just give me a counter offer this big give me a counter
6: <laughs> i can't i can't be bought this is about defeating trump and i think that's a bad bad thing for our country
4: yeah this this guy jeff dewitt is a slimeball um and he can say that she that she's uh, uh, blackmailing him, um, but he said what he said. Oh, I just wish you'd give me a counteroffer. Why? What's in it for you, Jeff Dewitt? Do you have no morals? You know. And I think I think it's uh, hey, I can't be bought. I think that I can't be bought scares the political establishment to bits. They just, they, don't, they don't know what to do because Trump couldn't be bought. And they pulled out all the stops to get rid of him. And the American people liked the way the country was when he was in there. They had no idea that he could beat Hillary Clinton. And then when he when the people rose up and said, We want him, not Hillary, they go, Oh, what do we do now? And then they invented then they got COVID going so we could have all mail in vote, so they could cheat. And now and now Trump started something that Kerry Lake is continuing. I can't be bought, and this is not about me. It's about our country. And quite frankly, uh, we need we need a hundred senators that are have that same position, and we need 435 Congress people that have that same position, and everybody in the in the from the president, the vice president, his cabinet, and all the local governments as well. And when we finally get tired of of the BS that's going on in this country. We'll start, we'll start paying attention, and we'll vote for people that can't be bought. But you need to be able to put on your thinking cap and listen through the BS. So anyway, that was my inspiration for my opening. Um, let me Before I go on to everything else going on in this country, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me... And if this is your first time hearing, you probably have a, have a clue of where this is going. But, uh, my name is Ed Hoffman. I'm from United American Mortgage Corporation. If you're ready to get involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, talk to somebody who thinks like you. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information, but you don't want to talk on the phone because it's so personal or, or you're, or you actually go into work and you don't want, uh, your coworkers to hear your personal business. Go to edhoffman.net, click on the United American Mortgage logo. You can put in as much information as you want on that and, uh, tell me how much information you want back. And you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether that's, uh, rearranging your debts, uh, with the equity on properties that you already own, whether that's, uh, uh, picking up a piece of property that you'd like to own that you don't own now, and whether that's in California or another state, and or whether you're over if you're over sixty two and you'd really uh, have feel like you have more years left in your life than you have money, and you want to take advantage with your equity and uh, make things easier, eight five five six four zero twenty twenty or at Hoffman.net, dot net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Uh, if there's any part of the show you uh, that you uh, missed or you'd like to hear it again or you just missed the whole time it was on the radio stay on net. click on the podcast page you can hear this show as well as several past shows you can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes Apple podcast that little uh, purple uh, icon on your uh, on your smartphone uh, and just uh, search Ed Hoffman, the main event and you'll see my uh, my picture from uh, about 15 years ago on there and uh when I uh, had uh, when I had brown hair, and uh, you can subscribe for free and have it automatically download once a week. I record on Friday mornings. You can uh, it uploads Friday afternoon and it'll download to your device and uh, shortly thereafter you can listen to it on demand whenever it's convenient for you. If you have any comments on the show, send me an email to Ed at edhoffman.net, And uh, with that, let's get on to what happened this week in the rest of the country besides uh, the Carry Lake thing. And, uh, I can't be bought. I think that's, uh, I think that should be a new, uh, a new, uh, theme out there in social media. Maybe I'll have a shirt made. I can't be bought. I think that's, uh, I think that's a big dead gun deal. All right. Uh, so second round of primary voting took place this week for New Hampshire primary. And despite her best efforts, Nikki Haley was handily beaten by Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump ended up with uh, 54% to 43%, which is actually better than I thought Nikki Haley could have done. Of course, uh, probably wasn't all Republican votes there, as we'll discuss. Not a huge surprise, but pay, but the Haley campaign certainly want us to think that it might have turned out differently. First, though, we need to talk about Ron DeSantis. Despite beating Haley in the Iowa caucus, or as the governor said last week, getting his ticket punched out of Iowa... Still not sure what that means. DeSantis still lost to Trump by 30 points in in Iowa and failed to win a single county. Uh, And so after 242 days, $19 million, DeSantis ended his campaign on Sunday, announcing it in an exit video, posted to social media, and staying true to his pledge, he endorsed Trump.
1: It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge.
4: Well, you know what? I don't know that it's that uh, they want to give Trump a second chance. Is that we want a second chance of uh, of our country with somebody strong like Trump to lead it? And we just don't know that we just don't know that we trust anybody else to turn that thing around as quickly and as decisively as we know Trump can. So Monday, Trump uh, was asked by Fox's Lawrence Jones if it was water under the bridge for him and DeSantis and how he felt about Nikki Haley staying in.
5: Somebody said, what are you going to do with the name De DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired as of this moment. We are retiring that name. Uh, so that's water under he, the bridge he, now. Between totally. As far as I'm concerned. Look, he endorsed me. I would say that with Nikki, I haven't done anything. I, I'm very upset with her. Uh, she said, I would never run. He was a great president. I would. He, she worked for me like for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And she was okay. Not great. She was okay. But she said to everybody, in fact, when she left, I would never run against the president.
4: Yeah, well, maybe he should let go of that. But that brings us to primary day on Tuesday. Since New Hampshire is an open primary where voters can cross party lines to vote for any candidate they want, there's been hype for weeks that Haley could get a lot of Democrat and independent voters, especially since the primary doesn't count for Democrats anyway. Um, which we'll talk about in a second. The idea briefly picked up steam from late night Monday to early morning Tuesday when Haley got the first six votes, not delegates, just votes in Dixville Notch, a tiny New Hampshire town that has a tradition where six people cast their votes, uh, the day, the, the, on voting day at midnight. So Monday night, midnight strikes, it's officially Tuesday. They cast their six votes and they get to be on the news every year. From CBS News. The six registered voters in the unincorporated township, four Republicans and two independents, who also make up the entirety of the area's population, population, had to cast a ballot before the votes could be counted once midnight struck, a process that typically takes a few minutes. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley received all six votes. A great start to a great day in New Hampshire, Haley said after the votes were counted. Thank you, Dixville Notch. Only only Nikki Haley could get excited about six votes. Um, unfortunately for Haley, that wasn't how the rest of the day played out. But she made this last pitch on Tuesday morning to appeal to voters who were on the fence.
2: Every single thing that Donald Trump has said or put on TV has been a lie. When you hear Trump speak, what's he talking about? Grievances? The past? He's talking about... Vendettas, Rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. You know I'm right.
4: Well, while Trump does bring up the past grievances and vendettas, that's certainly not all he talks about. And the American people know what America was like under his leadership. And there's nothing Nikki Haley can do about that. She needs to just take a chill pill and go prepare for 2028. Meanwhile, Trump took aim at Haley in New Hampshire as the voting got underway.
5: If you want a losing candidate who puts America last, vote for Nikki Haley. We're down to two people. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. Nikki Haley wants to charge the working class a 23% national sales tax. Nikki Haley will never secure the border. The radical left Democrats are supporting Nikki for one simple reason, because they know that she's very easy to beat.
4: Well, I don't know if any of the facts that he said are true. I can tell you there is some force out there that is scaring the, scaring the, the Democrats. I'm looking for that word I can use. It's scaring them, scaring them crapless about Trump. And they're doing anything they can, anything they can. You know, the, the, the Democrats are, are getting in and saying, we got to do something to, to help Haley win because we don't want to run against Trump. While Biden's saying, oh, yeah, I could beat Trump. I could beat Trump. I did it last time. Well, somebody did it last time. And let me bring this up. It seems that we have freedom of speech and we're allowed to speak candidly and say things and whether they're true or not. Everyone except for Donald Trump. Donald Trump can't speak candidly even to his own attorneys because he's getting prosecuted for things he says to his attorneys. And the government's taking away his attorney client privilege. And it's just, uh, you know, when you, when you think about, and when you think about that lawsuit with, uh, E Jean Carroll, who, uh, who claims that in 1987, that Trump barged into a department store, a department store dressing room and raped her. Um, I have a hard time thinking that, that, uh, Donald Trump could go anywhere in New York city and just slip into a, slip into a, uh, dressing room and rape somebody, uh, without being noticed. And of course, they're saying he's guilty because she said it, and a couple of her friends said she told them about it. And uh, and there's a picture of him and his wife in the same picture with her and her husband. Uh, you know, I have to go back to, remember Brett Kavanaugh and the things they said that he did when he was in college and all turned out to be fabricated because they didn't want him to be a Supreme Court justice? Put Connect the dots, people. So... Let's get back to uh, Election Day. Haley did more events as the day went on where she responded to Trump's attacks.
2: Everybody talks about the economy that Trump gave us and how good it was. And it was. But at what cost? He put us $8 trillion in debt in four years. We make sure that we tell China that we're going to end all normal trade relations with them until they stop murdering Americans. You watch how fast they move. Not only do I want to build a wall, I want to do a whole lot more than that.
4: Yeah, I want to I want to I want to. The question is is can you? Can you? And we know uh we know Trump uh had his uh had his training day for 4 years and he knows he knows the things that wasted his time and I think um, I think the Republican establishment will actually get behind him now cuz they see where we are instead of uh people like uh like uh John McCain uh, voting, voting against things because so they don't want him to look good. So anyway, uh, by 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern, the night was called for Trump. This is the first time since 1976 that a candidate took both New Hampshire and the Iowa, open, uh, in an open primary. Um, and since Democrats' votes don't count, uh, they very obviously, they, very obviously, they, uh, they voted for Nikki Haley. Uh, and, I, and I was thinking about this, say, well, let, why don't you count the votes that Nikki Haley got and Trump got it and see if that exceeds the Republican people registered. But then I realized that, hey, you don't get 100 percent, 100 percent turnout. So that that wouldn't work either. So anyway, Nikki Haley addressed her supporters, many of whom yelled out odd, colorful outbursts and proclaimed she would not be dropping out of the race yet.
2: I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves, saying this race is over. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. And the next one is my sweet state of South Carolina. A Trump nomination is a Biden win and a Kamala Harris presidency. The other day, Donald Trump accused me of not providing security at the capitol on January 6th. Now, I've long called for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. claims he'd do better than me in one of those tests. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. But if he thinks that, then he should have no problem standing on a debate stage with me.
4: Well, I could see, the, I could see where, where it would make sense for Trump to stand on the debate stage if it was close. But it's not close. It's not close. And I haven't seen, uh, Donald Trump do bad in any debates unless these, uh, unless he's battling against the, uh, the moderators. And, uh, since, uh, and I'll point out some things since she's talking about his cognitive abilities. New Hampshire is second, not first. And next in line is Nevada, not South Carolina. So maybe she has some cognitive, uh, issues as well. So I don't know. And especially since her sweet state of South Carolina, Trump is pulling 40 points ahead of her, according to uh, the 538 average. So, uh, apparently, that's going to be a big, embarrassing uh, fiasco as well. At both his New Hampshire rallies, one in the morning and as voting got underway, and one in the evening after being declared the winner, Trump was accompanied by former rivals Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy. Here's about two minutes of that event, and it's not even the part everybody else is playing
5: continuing in this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics where the mega donors are trying to do one thing when we the people say another and it's up to us to we the people to at long last say hell no, we the people create a government that is accountable to us and we the people have said tonight we want again, as we did in Iowa Donald J. Trump and so you want to actually
1: speak truth, that's the truth tonight New Hampshire The president said a double-digit win in New Hampshire and you delivered a double-digit win for President Trump. But I'm going to invite you to my home state starting tomorrow where this election is over. It is time for the Republican Party to coalesce around our nominee and the next president of the United States, Donald Trump. Let's get that party started tonight. What a good
5: guy. But just remember, I I did hear Nikki say, and now it's off to South Carolina. Well, I love South Carolina. I, I love it. But, you know, she forgot one thing. She forgot one thing. Next week, it's Nevada. It's not South Carolina. We love South Carolina. But next week, it's Nevada. And I'm pleased to announce we just won Nevada. We just won 100%. Because all of them, they looked at it, and they took polls. And I was polling at 95% to 4 or 5%. And they decided not to play in Nevada. We are going to win this. We have no choice. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. I do. I believe our country is finished.
4: So uh, one thing I'll point out is that neither Trump nor the MAGA-incorporated super PAC has spent a single dollar in ads in South Carolina. Haley, on the other hand, has just spent a million dollars in, uh, in TV ads uh, in South Carolina over the next two weeks. Wasn't she the governor there? What's she afraid of on this one? I'm not sure. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this half of the main event, uh, so give me five minutes for weather, traffic, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back with lots more coming your way. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
1: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
0: AM 590, the answer.
3: Why tell you why?
4: Part two the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing while I'm on the radio because I do it six days and uh, 23 hours a, a week otherwise. Um, but if you're thinking about uh, rearranging some of your debt on some properties you own or uh, picking, up a, picking up a piece of property that uh, you don't own but you'd like to or uh, getting checking out one of those reverse mortgage things that everybody's talking about, And you need to talk to, and you want to talk to someone who thinks like you, call me toll free, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the United American Mortgage logo and we'll do the cyber thing. So, uh, in the first half, I was talking about the New Hampshire primary and, uh, the last part of it, we were talking about, uh, how Nikki Haley says the, the next state is her sweet state of South Carolina where she's going to get her butt kicked to the tune of 40 point 40 points, according to the polls. Um, So coming up next that she failed to pay attention to is Nevada. And apparently Nevada has a primary on February 6th that doesn't count. And they have a caucus on February 8th that does count. So apparently Donald Trump registered for the caucus and Nikki Haley registered for the primary, which uh, just goes to show she's probably not smart enough to be president. Um, and and I will tell you, I like Nikki Haley, I like Tim Scott, I like Ron DeSantis. I really, I, there's really a, of those three people, um, I like them. I like uh, Vivek Ram, Ramaswamy uh, for for different reasons. I didn't want them to be our nominee, but the biggest reason is I think Donald Trump is the best equipped to make a 180 turn, 180 degree turn with our country, and that's what it needs to be. And if you've been watching any of the Fox News polls. Where they asked people in Iowa and in New Hampshire if they thought the the country needed to still be run the way it is, or it needs to be changed somewhat, or it needs a, a complete up up uh, overhaul. Um, and eighty percent of the people say it needs to be changed, or it needs to be a complete overhaul. Um, I think that's what the people want. They want a complete turnaround. They want the border closed. They want us drilling for oil. We, they want us uh, out of out of foreign wars. They want our tax money to give benefit to our country, not to Ukraine so it can go back to the Bidens, not to Egypt so it can go back to the Menendezes, and not to uh, not to uh, all these solar companies and windmill companies that are just a kickback to whoever happens to be uh, arranging those deals. And of course, if you hear uh, if you hear Biden on everything, everyone's everyone is so up in arms over the over the border, and every time you hear, hear uh, Biden or any of the Democrats, hey, they need to give me the money. They need to give me the money. It's always money. There's no results. Just give me the money. Well, if you give me the money, I'll fix it. Really? If we give you the money, you won't fix it. You'll just take the money. So uh, time for us to wake up, come out of the ether. So that brings us to uh, Biden, who won the New Hampshire primary for Democrats despite not being on the ballot despite it not counting this is confusing i know so here's a cbs reporter to explain it to us
0: democrats in new hampshire are also heading to the polls on tuesday the issue is it doesn't officially count the democratic national committee has dropped new hampshire as its first primary instead rewarding that slot to south carolina in part because President Biden believes that state better reflects the diversity of the Democratic Party and the country. New Hampshire has a state law, however, requiring it hold its primary before any other state. So they're still going first. The results won't count towards the DNC's official presidential delegate count.
4: So in other words, Biden thinks that black people support him more than white people. So he wants South Carolina to go first. So regardless of any other laws, he thinks he can just change anything he wants to change which is really an insult to black people as soon as they figure that out they'll start saying what do you mean you want us to go first so it makes you look better cuz you think you think that we're dumber than white people cuz we'd support you a guy who is basically a sprig of broccoli with no brains but he can eat ice cream hey here's a here's a here's a talent a sprig of broccoli that, that can eat ice cream all right don't know if that takes away the healthiness of broccoli but Uh, so be it. So it was up to Biden supporters in New Hampshire to raise awareness about how they could cast their vote for Joe, as opposed to a Republican or another Democrat candidate like Dean Phillips or Marianne Williamson, who is, uh, who threatened to meet Trump on the battlefield and love will win. All right. From NPR, the New Hampshire primary is a little unusual for Democrats this year. For one thing, Biden isn't even on the ballot. Biden and the DNC decided they wanted to start the primary process this year in South Carolina. So the results in New Hampshire won't even count towards the nomination. But Democrat volunteers and politicians in New Hampshire have been fighting to ensure Biden wins the primary anyway. There are 21 candidates on the Democratic primary ballot, including Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota and author Marianne Williamson. On January 20th, a perfectly good Saturday, Biden supporters in Manchester held a rally to raise awareness about their push to write in Biden on the New Hampshire Democratic primary ballot. Apparently, Democrats just don't have anything better to do on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, sometimes my better thing to do is to do nothing and just relax, but they're going to get out there and do a rally on writing in Joe, Joe Biden on a, on a primary ballot that doesn't even count. Biden and his campaign have nothing to do with this writing effort because, but because it could affect the political narrative about the president, it has attracted the backing of some high-profile Democrats. It then goes on to quote Democrat Mo Khanna of California, who says, "How great this writing campaign is for Biden!" Eh, yeah, that's a stretch. And from Politico, a writing campaign for President Joe Biden won the New Hampshire Democrat primary Tuesday, after the state was stripped of its delegates by Democratic National Committee. Hmm. Well, let's strip the delegates and then let's make a big push for everybody to show up for to vote in an election that doesn't count. Hmm. Voters who wrote in Biden's name beat out Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota and self, self-help author Marianne Williamson with early counts of, of the unprocessed write-in ballots outnumbering votes for Phillips by more than three to one margin. Wow. Sitting president beat out a congressman no one's ever heard of. Pretty impressive, i got to say. Meanwhile, there's a mystery surrounding a fake robocall that went out to register Democrats in New Hampshire on Sunday night. One that used AI to impersonate Joe Biden instructing Democrats not to throw their vote away. From the Associated Press, the New Hampshire Attorney General's office said it was investigating reports of an apparent robocall that used artificial intelligence to mimic President Joe Biden's voice and discourage voters in a state... In the, in the state from coming to the polls on Tuesday's primary election. Well, since it didn't count anyway, it doesn't really matter. Attorney General John Formella said the recorded message appears to be an illegal attempt to disrupt and suppress voting. Oh, yeah. They're doing voter suppression. We canceled out the primary, but they're doing voter suppression because they don't want anybody to vote in it. Well, I thought the Democratic uh, Committee didn't want anybody to vote in it. I don't know these guys. Uh, these guys don't know whether to to scratch their watch or wind their butt. Um, so he told he said voters should disregard the contents of this message in in its entirety. Let's hear the message.
0: What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic, when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket voting this tuesday only enables the republicans in their quest to elect donald trump again your vote makes a difference in november not this tuesday if you would like to be removed from future calls please press 2 now
4: i would press 2 i would press 2 and some of the, some of these things i had i had a, uh, I had a caller call me the other day and you know i'm waiting for a call from uh, from an underwriter in another state and uh so I don't know where these calls are coming from so some of them some of them I don't recognize I answer and it's a fundraiser for the Republican National Committee and I said you know what I said you know what I'm not I'm not giving to the Republican National Committee I'm going to give to the to the candidate and I'm not giving to the can- I'm not giving the candidate till Trump is is uh clinches the nomination that's when I'll start giving and I said you know you guys you guys I give money to you guys and then you keep taking money out of my bank account over and over and over and then you give it to states that I don't necessarily think need it and you ignore our state. I said uh, about 6 years ago we had a we had a guy running for uh, governor called Travis Allen who was essentially the California version of Donald Trump but you guys supported John Cox a uh, uh an empty suit. And I said, and then you guys didn't put any money in the in the 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 recall election. So where Larry Elder could have could have been our our governor, and you didn't put any of that in that. So you know, I think I'm just going to give the candidates I think need the money. So uh, so anyway, back to the AP story. Um, it's not true that voting in Tuesday's primary precludes voters from casting a ballot in November's general election. Duh. It's not known who is behind the calls, though they falsely showed up. To recipients is coming from the personal cell phone number of Kathy Sullivan, a former state Democratic Party chair who helps run a super PAC supporting the Biden writing campaign. So I don't think she could be too too mad because she's dumb enough to support a writing uh, campaign for a for an election that doesn't count for a candidate with no brains. Sullivan said she, she alerted law enforcement and issued a complaint to the attorney general after multiple voters in the state reported receiving the calls Sunday night. The story then quotes, listen to this part specifically, the story then quotes a 73-year-old Democrat woman who said she received the call instantly recognized the voice as belonging to the president, but quickly realized it was a scam because he what he was saying didn't make sense.
3: Hmm. Is
4: that an oxymoron? Let's read that again. The 73-year-old Democrat woman received the call's instantly recognized the voice as belonging to the president but quickly realized it was a scam because what he was saying didn't make sense how does that make any sense because he never says anything that makes sense so you should have thought hey here's the president giving me a personal phone call I don't know I, uh, I think we can appreciate the irony there in fact I just came across something this week that reminds us just how much Joe Biden's words don't make any sense not only in AI, but when he comes straight out of his mouth, let's listen to some Bidenese. How to speak Bidenese. I'm going to teach you a few words and then we'll get the proper pronunciation
1: and context from the master himself, President Joe Biden. The first word I'm going to teach you today is next no Srent. No President Biden will now demonstrate this word for us. Donald
0: Trump does pose an excellent strength to this the, it's not hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. Next, no Milstrand. Okay, the next word we've got is
5: bad kef care Brock and I think it's a right for people at bad at Next, my bus been wet. My bus been wet. Next, we have a word that's, that's much simpler. Can you say palmist?
0: President Biden, palmist. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim... Pers- the palmist, with the palmist who wrote these following words. You're going to really have to pay attention here. Uh,
4: this is sort of advanced level Bidenese. Very long word, okay? This
5: is what it is. It's a very long word. Are you ready? under dash double depressure. President Biden, go. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize
0: under dash double depressure.
4: Wow. And then let's add uh, two more that came up this week, but without without the actual uh, clear pronunciations.
0: Don't mess with the men of America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> By the way, it used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer here in this. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder what. Yeah
4: does Does anybody know what he's talking about? Anytime. No next, next, I don't know what that means. Better kefke. Don't know what that one's. But you know, the, th- the third one was, my butt's been wet. I think he means that he needs to change his depends. My butt's been wet. <coughs> maybe that, maybe that's why, why the, maybe that's why the seat in uh, Air Force One is wet too. <laughs> Had a little damp when he got up. You know, and the last thing is, palmist. You know, you know, uh, a palmist. The palmist wrote, you know, I suspect he's talking about that book in the Bible, but in the, I suspect he's talking about that book in the Bible that's called Psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S. That's, that's a, that's a Psalm. That's not a palm. So the palmist wrote, and then of course there's that, uh, Inder I said, that sounds like an Italian restaurant, you know, Boca de Pepo and, uh, you know, hey. He's trying to talk about it. he wants to have Italian tonight before he has ice cream, and who knows what he said this week? But um, I'm sure it won't be the last of the of the Bidenese that we learn along the road to his uh, to his big embarrassing defeat in November. So what happens now? It's not official until Nikki Haley drops out, but obviously that's inevitable. Whether it happens after South Carolina on February 24th or she waits until Super Tuesday. So while we're on that subject, let me just give you the, give you the, uh, the schedule. So between now and then. So Nevada, Nevada goes February 8th for the caucus. February 6th, she'll be competing against herself in a primary that doesn't count. And then two days later, they have the caucus where she's not even in the, she's not even registered. So Trump will get that one. Then uh, on the 24th, so 16 days later, South Carolina goes on uh, on the 24th. So maybe that will happen three days after that. Three days after, no, I'm sorry, on the 2nd of, of March, Michigan goes. Michigan, Idaho, and Missouri. The third is District of Columbia. The fourth is North Dakota. And the fifth is Super Tuesday. When Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, and, of course, we can't forget American Samoa. Um, they all vote on the same day. At which time, pretty much, uh, I would think Nikki Haley will be out of money and out of supporters. So... Uh, my feeling is if I was her I would probably I would probably do the same thing. I would probably say, "Hey, it's only been two primaries." And uh and I had a I had a better than anybody thought I was going to do a uh, performance in uh, in New Hampshire and I would probably want to stay in, but it's just going to be a big em- embarrassing fire fire on when when she loses by 40 points in her own state. I think it's uh I think she's opening herself up to some tremendous embarrassment. So uh and then then what happens is we'll be back to Biden versus Trump showdown. Hopefully a different outcome in 2020, well probably the same outcome without the cheating hopefully. The media seems to have already accepted this whether they like it or not. From the New York Times on Wednesday, Biden and Trump both seek to portray a rematch is inevitable. For months, over and over again in interviews and polls it is the result that voters have said that they do not want but so far majorities are voting for it and both candidates are embracing a repeat of 4 years ago and basically they say hey we don't want to see you know I don't think I don't think Republicans really respond to to uh, polls as much as Democrats do cuz we all have jobs and Democrats have time to to take calls from that that say uh, polls or surveys and I've taken a couple of those calls in the past and if they were two minutes long, I would probably take them all. But they're typically about half an hour long because they start asking you from everything for uh, who you want for president to uh, what kind of peanut butter you you want, what kind of peanut butter you eat. And uh, it just gets to be a waste of time. And I just hang up. So now I don't even answer it. Uh, and I think the Democrats, they say, hey, do you want a Trump versus Biden rematch? Hell no, we don't. We don't want Biden in running on, on our behalf. That's probably what they mean. The turnout in New Hampshire's Republican primary set a record. According to the New York Times analysis, the more than 300,000 ballots surpassed the previous high of 296,000 set in the Democrat race in 2020. Of course, 296,000 in 2020 really means about 196,000 voters. And the rest were just uh, mail-ins that people uh, uh, just filled out hey this guy is dead he won't miss it later in the article it says biden plans to win over moderate voters with his state of the union speech really what can he say about the state of this union that's going to encourage anybody well one of the ways he plans to do this is by recognizing a strategically chosen guest of the first lady uh breakfast tacos oh i'm sorry um she's going to she has a, a guest named kate cox the texas woman who drew national attention when a Texas court refused to allow her to end a non-viable pregnancy. According to the Times, the invitation suggests the Bidens understand how motivating Ms. Cox's story could be among Democrats and independents who support abortion rights. The entire Biden campaign is nearly is clearly all in on abortion, because really the only thing they got. And, uh, you know, it's like that scene in, in uh, Knocked Up when they say, hey, you know what, uh, uh he should maybe do do a little less of that sprinkler thing or that rolling the dice thing on the dance floor that's pretty much all he's got so uh so they're all in on this because they're sending the vice president on a full-blown abortion tour throughout the key battleground states here she is in Wisconsin on Monday milking the 51st anniversary of Roe versus Wade for all worth. and and notice all the roar of the crowd when she says something that should be motivational and kind of pauses for some applause that never comes.
6: Nineteen months ago, the highest court in our land, the court of Thurgood and RBG, oh my God. took a constitutional right from the people of America, from the women of America. And so as we face this crisis, let us also understand who is responsible, shall we? (laughs) The former president handpicked three Supreme Court justices because he intended for them to overturn Roe. He intended for them to take your freedoms. And it is a decision he brags about.
4: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He bragged about that. He handpicked his, his, uh, his Supreme Court justice nominees. Doesn't every president handpick their nominees? And don't they all, don't they all handpick them for, for, uh, Having similar, similar, uh, uh, political, um, uh, not backgrounds, uh, th- uh, philosophies, ideologies. You know, hey, if you're, if you're a Republican president, you're not going to pick someone who's, who's a, who's a raving, uh, liberal. You're going to, you're going to bring in, uh, you're going to bring in conservative judges. And, you know, when, and she's making a, a speech, she's got the court of Thurgood and RBG. You know, wouldn't it seem more vice presidential to say Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I mean, sh- this lady—this lady—is so, so not presidential. Um, and I'm sure that all the presidents handpicked their handpick their nominees, not to take away your freedoms, but to hold uphold the the Constitution. And is abortion a constitutional right? I think it became a I think it was a, a bill passed in like 1970 ish. And uh, I don't think uh, it was done. It had anything to do with the Constitution. So, meanwhile, we'd all like to know who Trump is picking for a VP. And apparently, he's asking around. Here's someone we haven't heard from in a while Glenn Beck on a call he got from President Trump recently.
1: Last week, Donald Trump called me and he said, uh, Any advice? on who I should pick for vice president. Oh, really? Who, wow. who do you think? Not that he... I mean, he's probably calling everyone. But well, that's great that you're on that yeah, list. Yeah, and so he said, who do you think? And I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is the day... I think it was the day he trashed Vivek. And I uh-huh. said, Vivek. Um, and he said, why do you say that? He said, that's the number one response from everybody I've asked wow. that question. And I he said, why do you say that? And I said, A, He can defend you. He's right in your pocket. Also, um, I think he's some of his ideas are really, really good. He connects with the youth, which now the latest uh, of 18 to 24-year-olds that voted for Biden, they're not voting for Biden, Mm -hmm. but they won't vote for Donald Trump yet. So you get that lower vote, the people that are excited about, hey, something fresh and different, and then... In 2028, when you can no longer run, you continue for another eight years Mm -hmm. and you get the credit for bringing this new, fresh face in. I said, I I just think you become legendary. And what did he say to that? Well, we'll (laughs) see. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we'll see. I don't disagree with Glenn Beck. I like Vivek Ramaswamy. He's just too young and maybe uh, eight years uh, being an apprentice to Donald Trump, maybe he can uh, gain some of the wisdom that he doesn't have because he's just not old enough. And for some reason, it seems that they want him to pick a, uh, a female, so he's looking at Elise Stefanik and uh, Christy Noem. But I think the best person for the job does have nothing to do with uh, gender or uh, skin color. Pick the right person for the job, and the logic there with Vivek, Makes lots of sense. Hey, I'm all out of time uh, for this episode of the main event. So uh, my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher. And credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget. Not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. And click on the United American Mortgage logo.
1: Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
0: AM 590. The answer.